Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the sexiest show on earth, The Coffin Joe Cast, featuring your hosts, Killer Wilbur and Joel. Sit back, relax, and don't touch the co-host. They might bite. G'day, and welcome to episode 4 of the Coffin Joe cast. I am Killer Wilbar. I'm Joel. And our third co-host for this week is a man from the show called the Double XP cast, isn't it? Stephen? Yeah, Double XP podcast, but Double same XP thing. podcast. <laughs> welcome aboard, yeah. mate. Nice to What's have you. What's up, everybody? Koala, come on. <laughs> Koala! Indeed. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> All right, so your podcast is basically a gaming podcast, so we're guessing this week's show is going to involve a bit of gaming talk, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, my entire life is pretty much surrounded by video games. It's insane. Yeah, I know. <laughs> A little bit That's more right. than a lot of people. <laughs> Everybody's got to have their passions, right? I mean... Uh, indeed. I, I mean, you know, I've, we're, I'm a podcaster, and I love things to an unhealthy degree, so I completely understand <laughs> like killer are you there well we're here i, I have a killer doll in mm. I sleep with at night oh. <laughs> it has when i squeeze it it goes <laughs> and puts me to sleep <laughs> that's awesome but before we get into any gaming talk our, our usual question for our third co-host is a podcasting question and how did you mm-hmm. get into listening to podcasts and then becoming a podcaster yourself so what's the story cool. Oh, uh, well, actually, the story involves Joel. Joel it's not what? sexual, I promise. <laughs> it is a little bit. Come on. <laughs> a little bit, because the topic on that show was pretty sexual most of the time. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I was in a, a record label, an indie record label out of uh, Wichita, Kansas at the time, uh, Scrub Club Records. And um, I don't really know how it became about, but we started... Um, listening to this show because i think we were on itunes we were like looking at the comedy section and we saw of course like mediocre show and then awful show and we checked out awful show first and like immediately we were hooked and then um the head record label dude was like hey we should you know get in contact with these guys and then it just went off from there and i listened to that show quite a bit it became like my um you know just like it became in my schedule is it was crazy and the way that um that I take into my podcast now is like, I'm 150% community. Like I always want community input. I always want, um, people to come on, people to send in questions, comments like that. And that's all inspired from the awful show because like that, they just made us feel like we were so connected to them. And, and I mean, I'm, I'm still friends with Joel today. I'm still, I'm great friends with Mike. And, uh, you know, so I wanted to do something myself and I'm not the best podcaster. My quality's shit, <laughs> but, uh, what I'm passionate about is video games. So I was like, I've, this is like my, I think my f- 
third third podcast that uh that I've um that I'm now doing and I got an excellent co host now, uh Mike the Onion Knight, and we're just going full speed with, with uh video game stuff. I mean, it's we're getting pretty good numbers and awesome listeners and input every single uh we do a show every other week. You know, we're getting it's it's really awesome and you know interconnecting with your guys' show and and other podcasts you know it's it's all great it's i love like i said the community feel so when podcasts can come together it's it's awesome because it just helps out everybody in the long run it's funny you talk about that there were some serious bro jobs going around between scrub club (laughs) and the awful show i mean that that started a whole nerdcore thing that just completely took over the show eventually that was like a main focus um and i think the thing that's funny about it is because it was like, it was such a natural fit because when we started listening to you guys, we were, we had the same exact comedy like ideas and, um, you know, we got the references you guys got, um, you know, all, all that stuff. So when it came into us listening to it, we were like, holy shit, these guys are awesome. And, you know, and I always felt bad, like, cause the, the joke on that show was to pick on you. And I was like, oh, damn it. Like I, cause I don't like being a dick to anybody, but like, I was like, uh, man, I should just go with it. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I don't know how you put up with all that abuse. <laughs> Dude, I grew up with it. You know what's funny, though, is that everybody we've had on here so far that come to know me through the awful show, the first thing they do is, is basically apologize. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> it's not a bad thing. I, I, I've moved past it. But yeah. What were you going to say, Kello? I'm sorry. We cut you off. I was going to say, yeah, the community part. That's, I mean, and I was going to say, Onion Knight, he was another awful show listener. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and, ju- and just think like how I don't, I mean, Joel, you probably know the years, but how many years ago was that? Like that was so freaking long ago. I've been doing this eight years now. So it's yeah, been almost a like, decade. That's just, and it's just crazy that, that like, you know, it's, and I, I, I can't speak here. I can't, um, I mean, I guess I don't know what I'm trying to say, but everyone and their mom has a podcast. So it's like there's so many of there and just watching the way that, that the podcast progresses through the many shows that, you know, we listen to or been on or, or hosted or co-hosted ourselves. Like, it's just it's really cool to see that people are still doing it and, um, and how much it, it affects the community's lives. You know, like um, it's, just, it, it's incredible to me, like. Uh, I don't have as much time as I as I did before to listen to shows, but I still I still download them and uh, like I, I archive them. And if I ever want to go to them, I'll listen to them. Like I have an iPod. I think I have like fifty gigs of podcasts on there. You know, <laughs> nice. and like, like it's just I mean it's it, I've I'm trying to think what I'm trying to say. So many people have dedicated so much time of their life to to this. I'm nowhere in in the realm of you, dude. <laughs> like, but. But uh, it's just I just have mo- so much respect for people that that do this and and to give something to people just get them by their day you know because we all some have some sometimes have shitty parts in our lives and you know this is just one thing to help cope with it you know yeah, yeah but you're part of that I mean you're part mm-hmm. of that history so don't sell yourself short I mean yeah. <laughs> I, I may I may have a lot more under my belt and more years and whatever but you're doing the same thing and you're putting your time in just as much as we are so. Don't sell that short because somebody out there has the same reaction that you had to us or to, you know, we've had to other shows to your stuff. And indeed, maybe it's not always said. And I I always say, as long as one person's listening and occasionally somebody says, you know, hey, that was cool. I like that. Even if it's just a simple thank you or whatever, it makes it all worthwhile and just keep going. You know, it's gas completely, so to speak. Completely agree. That's like the comment we got on Facebook the other day from Steve. 
when he said loving the show and you know like well that just makes it so much better it's one person but just makes me you know yep. come sunday well it's sunday for me if you don't know Stephen, i'm in the future here <laughs> you're in the future yeah. but um <laughs> it just pepped me up for that you know i'm like yes can't wait for sunday now to get this show out again i know because sometimes like it it, it is exhausting you know because I mean, it's your weekend, dude. I mean, you. I mean, like we record on because um, I work week on week off shifts. So, on my week off, like that. I mean, that's a day that I dedicated to the show to edit and stuff like that. So, when you're getting that feedback, man, there's nothing better than that from people. You know. Yeah, and we're still waiting for an email. So, if people want to email us, it's coffinjoecast at gmail dot com. <laughs> Please just drop <laughs> us an email. Say hello, hi, how you doing? G'day or something hi. like that. I'm not trying to force yeah. you, but email me. <laughs> That's frightening and sexy all at the same time. Sorry, I went there. Yes, I know. <laughs> Something about your voice, killer. Just gets yeah. me kind of all worked up. All worked up. <laughs> <laughs> so what's, I mean... Um, what, what was, was the other say? shows you did, Stephen? That's what I know. Uh, indeed. Yeah, right? oh, Indeed was... Um, yeah, damn, I guess this is my fourth show. I started out on a show called... Uh, why are we friends podcast mm-hmm. and i have yep i have one of those still archived it was, was really crazy because i hadn't listened to that show in forever and my friend jared um we were in his truck or in his living room i can't remember and that intro song came on and i was like what the hell like you have this like i couldn't i couldn't even remember uh listening to it. like i did i was like something completely new to me and then uh then my friend, I think Chris has still has all of them downloaded, and I was like, "Oh my god, them shows were like three hours long." I was like, "That's just, <laughs> that's just crazy," but we had so much fun, and uh, you know, thanks to thanks to the awful show and the mediocre show for uh, bringing us a bunch of listeners, man, and, and we were that was that was a blast. But you know, like with all shows, you know, you you go on for a long time, and of course, ours was nothing compared to these other shows that have been around forever. But, you know, things happen in your life and in between co-hosts and stuff. And, and uh, so, you know, you just drift, you drift apart and stuff. And um, then I went to a show with my buddy Rob, who I'm still great friends with today. I consider him like a brother, um, which is Henderson, man. His new his show is called the Pixelated Radio Podcast. But I was on a show with him called Distributed uh, Failure. And they've been around forever, and uh, we were doing like live shows on All Games Radio Network, and it was just it was it was so much fun. And then um, after I like the, they pretty much just wanted to end the show and everything, so we left we left that uh, or I left that, and then I wanted to do something again, so I was like we should start up this. Uh, I asked uh, my buddy Mike for some help, and he helped me set it up to do this show called O oh Indeed, and. Uh, that did that did pretty well, but the same thing, like just you know drifting apart from co-hosts and stuff, and and um, then I went and it didn't do anything for a long time, and then actually Mike Onion Knight, he was always been a big listener of mine, um, was like always anytime anytime I'd say something about recording or something, he'd be like, oh you need to get on the podcast, and he'd be like bugging me about it for a couple years, <laughs> <laughs> and then and finally uh, he messaged me and and I was like you know what like let's let's do it send me an email we'll throw on some ideas and and uh that that dude is so awesome he is so supportive of everything he's like oh man that dude is awesome he is such I a good agree. dude and he's got yeah. a really good voice for radio yeah well maybe yeah. and put him on your list oh. 
He is on the list. He is? Excellent. Yeah, I got him on the list already. Um, So uh, if you're listening, you will be tapped later. Um, No, I was going to (laughs) say two things. Number one, anytime somebody mentions Henderson Man, I have to say Henderson Man because he's like a villain in my head for some reason. I know he's not in real life, but in my head I imagine him with that cheeseburger shirt on and his dog. And he busts through the wall and it's like Henderson Man. And that's how it happens. But anyway... <laughs> what what happened with your music, by the way? I've been meaning to ask you this for a uh, while. Uh, Whatever happened? Well, like um, it got real when I was with Scrub Club. You know, um, the Mad Hatter taught me a lot of things about like because when I was growing up in school, I never went to the whole um, music. I don't want to call it scene, but like you know, music class where you learn the notes, you learn treble, bass, blah blah blah, all this. You know, I don't even still don't even know all the shit. <laughs> so I never knew about like timing when you go into your music, you know? Right. And, uh, so he taught me like all that stuff. He taught me how to edit stuff. He told, uh, and it was just like a little bit at a time, you know, and, and that I learned while, while I was in that, in that camp. But, um, I don't, I don't know, man. I, I, I'm a big hip hop head. Like I listen to lots of hip hop more than I do any other genre of music, but I'm oh, I very know. open, very open to all music though. But, um, except, except newer country. I'd, Old country's awesome, but some new <laughs> shit. Fuck that. Come on, open minds here. <laughs> I know. I try. There's My girlfriend. That's there. all. That's all she listens to, pretty much. And I'm just like, oh, you're drunk. You're gonna key some dude's car. You're gonna do this. And I'm like, oh, that's like so painful. Late nineties, like early two thousands, right there. You're quoting man. Well, even even now, dude, they still reference that shit. Oh, okay. I don't know. Never I don't mind. know. But, but uh, anyways, so like the you know just learning how to do all that stuff and and being around a lot of uh independent rappers and stuff and i'm still supportive of the independent rap scene and you know like bigger groups and just like local stuff and i it's just it to me it was just it was hard to when once i left you know left scrub club it was hard to continue to do that without like a mentor type of thing and um i mean i still write occasionally some stuff here I want to do an intro to our show, Double XP, but I want to get my buddy Dave on there too because me and him will sit around and do freestyles and just funny stuff. And he's actually writing um, writing some some stuff that's actually pretty cool. And he actually did write us a song. You guys are getting this exclusive right now, by the way. Oh, wow. <laughs> you playing a sound so. of exclusive, exclusive. Yeah, he actually wrote wrote us a song, and and uh, I want to bring him over here and record it on my. On, on my mixer and and uh, put put a little beat to it but um that, that i mean that's funny because like i really did enjoy that i still have the mp3 to my song indeed and and um some of the sinister six stuff that i recorded too and it was just it was just a lot of fun but it's one of them things man it's like if you don't have somebody to teach you you get frustrated and you're like i'm over it that type of thing well you know what's funny about six months ago i was at i, I don't like I'm not a frequenter of Best Buy, but I was there because the kids were looking for some Skylanders. And mm-hmm. speaking of video games, and we're there, and some dude's standing there with his kid, and he's about probably, probably about my age, and his kid's looking at Skylanders. And I look down at his hand, and he's got the new Tech Nine in there. <laughs> and I immediately my my eyes kind of got big, and I I just mentioned it to him. I'm like, he's from my hometown. And he's like, dude, and he just went into this huge like <laughs> fanboy rant. And yeah. I was like, you know, it it never ceases to amaze me the rabid fan base that Tech Nine and and all of his you know people that are around him have, and it immediately made me think of you because I know how much you are 
you know, a oh yeah, strong supporter of uh, was it Chris Calico? Yeah, Chris Calico and and, and Tech Nine itself, and, right? And, and it goes right back to what we were talking about before. When you embrace a community and you embrace your listeners to the point where, like, you will call them out and be like, you know, thank you so much for this. There's so many artists of any type of medium, you know, whether it's literature, movies, music, podcasts, radio, anything. If if you don't continue to, like, make that person feel a part of what you've created, then you're not going to have that great of a fan base. And, and like, like you said, you told that guy, who oh, he's from hometown? And like, that guy instantly lit up and he's like, oh, my gosh, blah, blah, this, 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 this. Like, that's how I feel. Like, I feel that I have helped create Strange Music what it is today. I've bought every, <laughs> I, I mean, I bought every album I've seen. I've seen Strange. I'm getting ready to go to in June, June 24th or 26th. I can't remember. It'll be my 53rd Strange Music show wow. ever since I started ever since I started listening to him in uh, 2001. And like you said today, on my on my Instagram, I posted a uh, my very first Tech Nine song I ever heard, and it just took me back. Like every time I hear it, it takes me back where where I was when I first heard it, what I was doing, what car it was in, and like, and then it, it all goes back to because I've met them so many times. They remember who I am. They you know they make you feel so like appreciative that man, thank you so much for supporting us because if you know like when it comes to this, just this dude from Kansas City, Missouri just constantly getting the shaft over and over again, finally makes his big break, but still not quite there. You know, he's not all over the radio. It is every once in a while, but he's just right there. And then you have people coming to him like the shitty rappers, like um, Lil Wayne and two chains like that, like are actually coming to him. Hey, we want to get you on our CD, that type of thing that it's just, it shows like that just the independent grind of constantly getting out. And you, when you have a great street team and you're putting stuff out, it's all about word of mouth. It's then it goes right back to the podcasting world. When you want to get your show out, just constantly tell people, like I tell my friends all the time, you guys got to listen to this. You guys got to listen to this. Check this out. Will they do it? Probably not, but you know what? They're going to fucking get tired of me saying it. <laughs> you know, they're finally going to do it. Killa, I got to ask, cause, cause I know what I'm passionate about. Most people know that too. And I know what, Steven's passionate about, but music wise, do you have somebody that you're passionate about like that on that level? Well, not these days. Or like, well, Nirvana, been a huge yeah. fan of Nirvana. And for me to put them at the top of my list is unusual because I'm a big Australian music fan, as you know. Like, I can list off a ton of bands, but they all fall below Nirvana. But I've been passionate about Nirvana, maybe more so because of what happened and and like that. But that's when I hear someone say shit about Nirvana, I get upset. Mm-hmm. And so, really, but I'm, I'm not big in the music these days. More in, uh, Podcasting is what I listen to all day long, you know. Occasionally put a, <laughs> right. put a song on. But yeah, it's... For music-wise, not really. My, my passion is to make sure, especially on this show, is to play some Australian music so people get to hear what Australia has, off to, has to offer. A lot of my stuff I play is probably... 10, 20 years old, but still, some of these bands are still around. But yeah, music-wise, not that passionate. I mean, I wanted to get into music when I was younger, but it just never happened. The irony to that is, well, when I was in year eight, we had our elective subjects to choose, and I chose music and commerce. Unfortunately, the music class only had two people in it, so they had to um, cancel the class and had to choose something else, and I chose woodwork. Which then led <laughs> that the led, irony there wow. led me down the path of where I am now. Like I'm a cabinet maker or I'm a coffin maker. You know, 
So <laughs> by not having that music class and going into woodwork, I turned around and did my apprenticeship as a cabinet maker or a coffin maker, if you want to call it, and did that. And that's where the only um, connection between music and my life now is where music didn't start for me and I end up being working with timber and wood and um, went down that's the path great. of... Um, making uh, boxes for people who go into the ground or into the fire. Just think, though, what what would have happened if you would have had the music class instead of the woodworking? Would we have, like, MC Killer Wilbur right now? Or, no. I mean, Not where MC. could this a, have gone? I'm into rock, so I wouldn't be into the rap stuff. So. Oh, I'd love to hear you be a hip-hopper, though, man. Yeah. Instead well, of Timber, you'd well, be with Timberland. Don't you I mean, know my alter ego, Skrilla Wilbur? Skrilla no. Wilbur. That's a that's a little different, but just your voice is perfect for that. You'd be hardcore, like oh. talking about you know, wogs and whatnot, whatever Australian slang there is over there. Job bears and right killer crocs. Which, you know what? What's been fun, and I didn't even think about it when we initially started this, is the fact that you did take up the mantle of playing strictly Australian bands that we really don't know about over here at the end of the show, and I've already kind of taken to some of it, and it's a nice it's a nice touch. Yeah. So. I think that's good. Well, I've got one prepared like for the end of the show today. That's going to be Cold Chisel, but they started in the 1970s, the old pub rock band. Um, they reformed well, 10 years ago now. They reformed and did concerts, but they're in and out. Like They'll do a, a one-year tour and then two years later come back and do a tour. But they're, they're old pub rock bands. They're around when Midnight Oil was around. Um, I'm trying to think of some other bands you might know, um, Men at Work, all that era, like that's seventies, <laughs> early eighties. That's all anybody knows, man. Is that yeah, stuff? I, yeah. yeah, but I should be seeing what new Aussie bands are out there. But I, I'm not big into the music scene anymore. I used to be, but like bands like Living End. I'm taking you know who Living End is. Yes. Yeah. Well, they supported Green Day. Um, there's bands, some great bands out there that I love, like Grinspoon. Yep, familiar. Uh, familiar with Grinspoon, um, Spiderbait. No. <laughs> um, you should, you'd know them. They did Black Betty. Rick. Oh. Whoa, Black Betty. Yeah. That's, I know that one, yeah. Yeah, it was, it's been in a few movies and stuff. Um, so you put me on spot, and I always have trouble trying to remember all the bands. Like, I'll get <laughs> off the show later and go, oh, there's this band and that band. And, it's awesome, man. But this uh, killer like, was after show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then there was this band I remember, and this other band that wasn't even Australian. That was just flat out UK. I don't know what the hell that was. Um, it's. I, I have to mention something real quick, and I'm uh, sorry, I don't mean to sideswipe anybody there, but uh, you were talking about fans and never quite making it and everything. I, ironically, last night, um, I didn't want to watch what was on, so I put on a Rush documentary called Beyond the Lighted Stage that is on Netflix right now streaming. If you're a Netflix fan, you can go watch it. Anyway, I've always been kind of a, a passive Rush fan. Um, but during the documentary, they're you know chronicling their entire career up to today. And they were talking about you know the fan base and how here's a band that never quite got as big as they people think they should billy corgan had some really interesting things to say about how you know here's this band that is kind of the missing link between part a and part b of rock and roll and they somehow always kind of get walked over like they, they kind of get neglected and that yet they're such an integral part of everything but the point was is that getty lee and um uh, not neil pert damn it the guitar player i forgot his name all of a sudden 
this is going to make me look like a total music idiot. Anyway, <laughs> Neil Peart apparently is a very introverted guy and loves that people love his music and his lyrics and his drumming, but he's not the kind of guy that's out there socially. And he, he apologized to his fans on there that, you know, I just, I don't, that's not who I am. It makes me uncomfortable, but yet they follow him around and, and Getty and the other guy that eventually somebody's going to punch me in the face over that. We're talking about how, you know, no matter who comes up, when or where, they always stop, sign an autograph. He's like, if if they have time to want to stop me, I've got time to sign an autograph or take a picture or whatever. And he's like, that's always the number one thing to make sure we're connected to our fans. And I think that's what's kept us going all these years. And you talking about that and with Tech Nine and and with podcasting in general, it is. It's very important. And the fact that here's these guys that have written number one songs, well, maybe not number one, but hit songs that and have been around for almost 40 years that are still making music together as a trio and um, yeah, which have is been crazy. kind of this, right. I mean, they've made this kind of huge impact on, on a lot of people. There was a lot of big name people in that documentary that were talking about how much they love Rush. And yet they're still, you know, they intentionally will go out and just go down to the diner and have a cup of coffee. And this woman came over and is having Getty Lee sign like four or five different things. And yet here's the other guy that I forgot his name. And he's sitting there and she, Getty's like, don't you want his autograph? He's the leader of the band. And she's like, oh, no, just yours. And I'm like, wow, that sucks. But <laughs> Yeah. You know, it it was cool to see that because I felt like that was really genuine. And maybe it's because they're Canadian. Um, yeah, <laughs> perhaps. I don't know. But I, I, I mean, one of one of my favorite bands. Uh, I mean, I, I listen to a lot of music, too, man. I, I got a 160 gig iPod. And it's completely full. And um, I've got like over 300 gigs on my computer. And I just one of my favorite bands that was one of them things like a, like a love hate. Like I, when I first hate, when I first listened to him, I was like, Oh my God, I hate that song. And then I listened to their album and that band is Coed and Cambria. And they are massively inspired by rush. Like, I mean, their whole science fiction uh, element to it and telling the story and, and yeah. all that stuff, man. So I, I like, yeah, rush is awesome. And they're, they are, dude, they're so cool to their fans. And, um, I've never seen them in concert, but I would, I would love to see them in concert. That'd be amazing. And my apologies to Alex Lifeson. Uh, I should have known your name right <laughs> off the top of my head, and I didn't, and that was my bad. I apologize. You're a good guitar player, and you were hilarious on the Trailer Park Boys. <laughs> yeah, he was. Dude, oh my god. I just, I got a, um, oh, I seen a tweet from Rob Wells from Trailer Park Boys, and he said that season eight and nine are coming to Netflix really soon. I'm excited. Yeah, as soon as I I'm saw they were so- doing that. Yeah, I'm like, I'm so pumped. I'm like, dude, I'm doing nothing that day but watching both of them seasons. <laughs> but it's funny wait. you brought up Coheed and Cambria because I, you know, the first time I heard one of their songs on the radio, I was like, well, that was pretty cool. I like that. And then I went to learn more about them because I'm like, you know, maybe there's more good stuff. And mm-hmm. I realized, you know, as soon as I saw their album and, and the titles and how everything was laid out, I'm like, holy crap, you know, this is like Caress of Steel or something, you know, it's like a Rush yeah. album. Yeah. And I got like kind of geeked about it. I'm like, that's really cool. And even maybe hum not so much the music or the overall storytelling, but they also were kind of very much that nerdy kind of space yep. and science and all kinds of stuff too. So yeah, I mean, they've had their fingerprint on everybody. Yeah. It's yep. pretty amazing. Anyway, what do you think about Rush Gilla? Yeah, I didn't mind him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're okay. It's not... <laughs> <laughs> and there, that's there, about it. There is a band from Australia, or not a band, a, a hip hop group from Australia that I listen to on the Reggie. You want to know what that is? Do you think you can guess? No. They're called Bliss and Bliss and Esso. 
never, never heard of them. They're, they're from, um, it's just, they just say Australia, Western Australia. I don't know where. Western Australia, yep. That's, yeah. as you guess, but, the west part of Australia, yep. The big state on the other end of my country, yep. That's awesome. Yeah, they got, I mean, I freaking love their, I, lo- I love their music. They're awesome. I listen to them all the time. There's a big music scene over in Western Australia, but mm-hmm. a lot of bands from Western Australia have to move to the East Coast to actually get anywhere, so a lot of bands come Sounds out of there. Right. Jebediah um, come to mind, but um, yeah. Also, when, do they, when they rap, are they still have the Australian accents? Yep, yep. There's, have you ever heard of Hilltop Hoods? They're from Adelaide. <laughs> Uh, that sounds awesome, man. Yeah, they're pretty good. That's jo- sweet. Jo- enjoy a lot of their stuff. Maybe Let's I'll have to out. find some music and play that uh, in the coming shows. You said coming. Coming. <laughs> <laughs> yes, ladies and gentlemen, that is the sound of Killer Whipper's penis. <laughs> As he swings it around at sunset on the hilltop next to his apartment. Next to, next to the hilltop hoods. <laughs> Right. (laughs) (laughs) That's a real thing. That happened. Not really. (laughs) Uh, So. Anyway. Let's get into some some gaming talk. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. As I mentioned, I don't play games much anymore, but what come to mind is the games I used to play when I was younger. So, so here's where we're going to get to three different stages of nerddom because <laughs> Philip hasn't played since he was really young. I've never been a really avid gamer, but I played on and off my whole life. And then Steven, like I said, that's your that's one of your passions. Yeah. He plays everything. So, so I'm I'm really curious to hear this because it's really cool because like uh, Killa, he's only you know done in his in his like younger years, and then Joel, you've kind of like I've noticed you've kind of like bounced bounced here and there, and then your kids sounds like your kids are really getting into the whole gaming thing, and then me, I've just been balls deep Not in stop. games. <laughs> you said <laughs> balls deep. I was I was balls deep in games before my nuts dropped. So I was like, <laughs> <laughs> this is uncomfortable indeed. <laughs> it's a sex so, box. It's not that I haven't played games recently, but I just, oh, I'm not good at them, especially these newer games like uh, Too Quick and like Call of Duty. Freaking, I got that once and I was like, ah, oh, fuck this shit. <laughs> but yeah, I was going to go back, way back. I was going to bring up right. the Atari 2600. That was the first gaming machine that I got. Well, it was actually for me and my two brothers, of course. We were, Wait, know. was it still the Atari 2600 over there? I mean, don't you guys use the metric system? <laughs> Yeah, it was still the 2600. <laughs> Wasn't it like the Atari, like 23.684 or something? Oh, like that's that? hilarious. I don't understand the metrics. I don't understand Australia, to be honest with you. I love it, but I don't get it. Well, it wouldn't anyway, be 2600 had- <laughs> either be the 2000 or the 3000, you know? All goes in tenths. Be- the metric system oh, all that- works in tenths, not your freaking 12 inches. And <laughs> <laughs> Are you saying I have 12 inches? Thank you. Oh, I want to find out one day. What? <laughs> Another thing, good thing you're not really like that hardcore into gaming because if, if it was me and I was really hardcore into gaming and living over there, I'd be so pissed because Australia gets the shaft on everything yep. when it comes to sh- censorship. It's bullshit. Like and South pricing. just came out. Oh my gosh. Yeah. They, they, they went in there and like edited something like a probing scene and, uh, South Park, they're real funny about it. So, like, as that scene's going down with the aliens, blah, 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 um, 
it like just cuts to like a, just a screen that has a uh, koala bear on a tree and it has like a tear going down his eye and says, we're sorry, Australia, due to censorship laws. <laughs> it just, and, and it's like, but they're fucking idiots. So, oh, scene's over. <laughs> that hasn't been all the time. We, we've had games that were not unsent, you know, like uh, mm-hmm. Grand Theft Auto, the first couple. But they went back through and uh, um, took them off the shelves and censored them. So if you went out there and got the game first, you know, when it came out, you got the good version. But that's only something that's come into, like, to, with us uh, recently, well, like five or six years ago, but it's the bloody politicians. There's some bloody politician out there that just wants to censor everything. And that they're trying to get a, uh, the ratings on them, like movie ratings. Mm-hmm. But the way the rating system works on games, it's different to movie ratings. So you can't have a r-rated game it can only be like ma 15 plus so that's why the games get censored but there's been a push for many years to make games ratings the same as movie ratings so you can actually go out and buy an r-rated game or no that's that's how it should be in my opinion and that's that's how it is here right joel i mean pretty much yeah because i mean like m rated you have to be 17 and then r-rated movies you have to be 17 as well although it's weird here in the town that I used to live in, El Dorado, a small town in Kansas, is uh, they would let 16-year-olds into R-rated movies. But I didn't understand that because I thought you had to be 17 to go to one, right? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't. I never understood that. So, Well, but, kill, I mean, ask Killa, though. They dropped the F-bomb on regular television over there. Yeah, so and the C-bomb. I don't understand. Yeah, it's weird. Some of the things down here are weird. Like after 9.30, you can say, fuck, can't. But you have a limited amount of fucks you can say within an hour. <laughs> I think it's like, like you it's get so weird. You get like ten fucks. You can get one cunt in, <laughs> but it's got to be after. Could, when I was younger, I could probably get ten in. You know, in a night. Yeah, it's so strange. What? Like, yeah, oh. it's, it's all messed up. The whole the range of between movies, TV, and games. It's it's all messed up. But it's, I have to ask. So weird. Must be who puts the money behind it. You know who goes and sees the politicians and says look let this slip you know we'll slip you some cash and you just let that one slip through you know i don't know it's all messed up down here we're all look, backwards I bought blue sky mining let it go <laughs> that, that that's your way into the government right yeah well he's not in government anymore oh that's because he was taking bribes for people buying his albums uh i have to ask real <laughs> quick Stephen, just a sidebar mm-hmm. i am i am this close to buying the south park game is it worth uh-huh. it well, um, <laughs> honestly, yeah, dude, it it's fucking worth it, man. Here's the thing: is uh, it's funny because Caleb messaged me on Facebook like right when I was playing. I was like, "Fuck, I lost track of time, dude." It was like a total time suck. I was like, I looked at my phone. I'm like, "Oh shit, it's time to almost record." The I am not the biggest South Park fan. I don't ever watch the show. I see that I like I watch the ones that are really popular, like that one where they did like the LARPing where they turn into anime characters. Right. And then I watched, of course, the World of Warcraft episode and just some other random ones here and there. And uh, I've, I've always been like, okay, that's cool, you know. And, and it's crazy how much they've influ- influenced the pop culture scene. So, And then it's just – it's it's insane. I I give it up to them dudes because their writing is so insane and, and that they're still just going so strong. Um, when this game was announced, I was like, oh, this looks awesome. And especially since it's an RPG, that's my favorite my favorite genre of games. 
uh, and it was picked up by one of my favorite developers, which is uh, uh, Obsidian. And damn, that game is badass, dude. The, I consider them two dudes. Uh, what is it, Matt Parker and Trey Stone, or is it Matt Stone and Trey Parker? Which which one is it? It's Trey, it's Trey Parker, Parker and Matt Stone. Stone. Okay, yeah. yeah. Like they're old. They're older dudes, and they don't really have the time to probably sit down and enjoy a video game here and there. So what I think what they base all their shit is off of, of just seeing the community like on internet boards and just community in general, their listeners or their, their, I mean, their fans, their watchers. So like when they see like all this stuff about World of Warcraft going down on YouTube videos and stuff like that, that's what they take all their inspiration from. Cause I don't really don't think they sit down and play or, but the things in this game are stuff that they remember doing when they were kids. So you got the Mario references, the Zelda references, the Castlevania references, and like all this like old, really old retro type, um, I don't know, inspiration into the game. So, and which is cool though, because these dudes, they're not going out and saying, oh, we're going to make the best game ever. Like they're just like, this game's going to be funny and it's going to make fun of itself. Like it, it's constantly making fun of itself. Like if you put the controller down to like do some like text or something, um, butters he's the guy that i'm with right now he's like uh he's like yeah yeah people uh people usually pull out their cell phone and and uh text around me too like <laughs> shit like that like it's fucking weird dude but it's got it's so fucking funny man and it, yes it's worth it i did not get the game at launch because i was like i'm dude titanfall's coming out on tuesday i'm gonna, I'm gonna that's gonna be such a time suck for me but then I just see everybody talking. You got to get this game. People are texting me. You better get this game. Or I'm gonna kick your ass. Shit like that. Like, and and I got it. And it's it's awesome, man. Yeah, it's totally worth it. Do not play it with your with your kids around. No, of course not. <laughs> because, because they go like since it's since it goes back to the rating stuff. Since it's not on TV, even though South Park can get away with a lot of stuff, they can get away with a lot more stuff on a video game. So there's some crazy shit in that game that I I can't believe is in there. I'm like, oh my god, like. So yeah, it's definitely worth it. Note to self. Well, thank you. All right, so okay. Killa, you were saying. Oh, yeah. The Atari 2600. Yes, sir. Going back, way back. Well, that was the first gaming system we got as kids, and it was a shared gaming system between the brothers and that. Some of the games on there, my favourite game was River Raid. Do you remember River Raid? I'm looking it it up right now. Stephen wouldn't even know what it is. It doesn't ring a bell. Wait, I've never never played it, but... You're an airplane going up like a river hence river aid but it was like <laughs> eight bit like oh but that just got me addicted you're going up you're shooting ships trying to dodge ships and um blowing bridges up but that one so it's kind of like an early precursor to like 1942 uh, yeah the, it's the it's the genre of games they call uh Shmups, shoot 'em ups, hmm. where you're at like a you're looking at a top down view and you're going yeah top down you're view. just going up the screen and you're blowing everything up and shit or yeah. you sometimes them games can go left and right too but yeah it's it's like 1942 okay but then they brought out River Raid two where you could actually change your altitude instead of just sitting at one flat part so you could actually raise yourself to fly over ships and that had me hooked that game and another game Pitfall. Hell oh, yes. yeah. That one had me engrossed. Never good at it, but oh. 
the well, side. Well, it's, like, it's like you walk into school, though. I mean, it's, yeah. it's basically yeah, the premise, right. right? You know, fucking, don't, my brother and his friend fucking coming in the door. I was like, "What the fuck is that noise?" <laughs> Sorry to interrupt you guys. You're right. What? <laughs> this is live radio, folks. Listen in. Sorry, guys. I'll, I'll look after a bit. Oh, yeah. Sorry, guys. I told them not to fucking come in here. <laughs> it's funny. That's all good, man. But yeah, dude. Oh, Pitfall, fucking awesome. That game is still awesome. And my question is, why don't they do a new one? Because like did. they had, well, they kind of did. They had it one on like PS One, and I mean I could be completely wrong, but. The one on PS1 was actually pretty cool. It was kind of not the same concept, but uh, it was more like a 3D world type thing, as much as you could do back then. But um, I, I would love to see like just a, a 2D, you know, really hard as balls pitfall, and then just have it like you know, you know, updated graphics. That'd be awesome, man. That game was so good. See, and I don't know. I, I'm a little bit hesitant to go along with that because. I was I was huge into Load Runner when I was a kid. I loved Load Runner. I played the crap out of it. And then they I, when I got the Xbox 360 and I saw there was a version, a free version you could download of it, like a mm-hmm. demo. I played it and it just did not have the same charm for whatever reason. It lost the charm in the translation. And it wasn't even that much of an update. I mean, it was better graphics and it was but it was still the exact same concept. It was still two-dimensional more or less. Yeah. Uh, but and it just it, it wasn't uh, the same. I was going to I was going to say, like, a lot of them games, um, they're just, like, you know, HD remakes or redos or whatever. And some of them do lose their charm. And some of them things, it's like, it's like oh, you remember back in the day, this was so much fun. And you, it's just that nostalgia factor. So, like, the only way you're going you're gonna to get that again is just to play the original. So, I totally, I totally see what you mean. And to me, it's just, it, it all depends on the developer, how they can execute um, one of these retro games and then make it into a new game and still remember that thing. Like Pitfall, it was all about timing and, you know, and it, it, when you see your character swing across that, that, that vine rope or whatever, like it was just, it was just so awesome. And you had the top and bottom layer and it's like, ugh, fucking love it. <laughs> what else you got, Killa? Well, I was going to move on to, I got the PlayStation. What? My favorite game on PlayStation was Gran Turismo. I'm into more racing games. I love Gran Turismo. Really got hooked on that and followed through with the next couple of versions. You know, Gran Turismo 2, 3, 4, whatever. But the other game on there was Lara Croft, Tomb Raider. Mm -hmm. I think I just enjoyed perving on the character more than playing the game, but... What? What? And, <laughs> and you, have, you haven't... I mean, obviously, I doubt you've played the new one, right? The no, reboot? No. I haven't played any... I've got an Xbox 360, but I don't mm-hmm. use it. I don't play. Also, we've got my girlfriend's got a PlayStation 2 here, so I've been going back and playing Gran Turismo 3. But awesome! But I get into it and I get too um, frustrated easily. So I've broken many <laughs> controllers back in the day. You know, something fucks up and the, the controller gets thrown and it's fucked. I'm like, ah, fuck this shit. Get that gamer rage, bro. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> I used to. I'm a lot calmer now. I've got older. But <laughs> the other system I used to play, I, I got the Game Boy when it first came out. It was around because I was working when I first started making coffins, so I had some cash to myself. So I went out and bought the Game Boy, and I used to go every weekend and just buy two or three games, whatever they what? were. What? Really? Yeah, yeah. 
This is when I first started earning my own money, you know. Wander over to the shopping centre, buy the games. I mean, some suck, some good, but I remember playing Robocop on that. And this is the old, like, um, black and white screen. This is mm-hmm. the original Game Boy. Tetris. It's like that. It was like that green and yeah. green. Bla- it was like yeah. green, gray, and black. Yeah, it was <laughs> terrible. I've still got it here somewhere. It's awesome. But yeah, Tetris. That was well, that was one of those games that you'd frustrate you, but you just wouldn't wouldn't let it beat you. I'm gonna fucking get I think, them. I think that kind of crossed a lot of lines with that one. That one was kind of an across the board. Everybody got into it. Kind of like the whole thing now with. All the games on Facebook, you know, Tetris was mm-hmm. kind of, in my mind, kind of a precursor to those, minus the, you know, add more money to beat the levels mm-hmm. Candy Crush nonsense that's yeah, going on. But Candy Crush. You know, it's something it that crosses people that are gamers and people that aren't, just because it's kind of a fun time waster and it's skill. It's kind of a skill yeah. game, so to speak. But it's fun. Or a puzzle. I, I just talked about that on my last show. Like, we did a, we, we always do this, like, top five thing where we're like, like, last week was top five, um, overrated games and this week is of course underrated games but overrated somebody one of the dudes that was guesting our show he said tetris and i was like man that's crazy like that's just a game that everybody like everybody loves and and stuff like that but um and i told the story there's this guy that i know his mother um every night before bed she's done this ever since she bought that original game boy Every single night, and it's still working to this day. She changes the batteries out, four four AA batteries, and plays Tetris every single night before bed. What? And it, it's crazy. It's fucking nuts, dude. I know. And she still plays it to this day every single night before bed. Like that's like that's like her her relaxation method or whatever. She plays Tetris on the old school Game Boy on the old school brick. Isn't that fucking nuts? <laughs> like, it's just wow. crazy. Yeah, it's crazy shit. So yeah, I don't Tetris. think that's overrated at all. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, it, it's a matter, like we told on the thing, you know, it's all a matter of, of opinion of what overrated means and, and what is overrated to, to that sp- specific person. But, um, yeah, I, I love Tetris, man. I, I I have it on my 3DS. I play it occasionally. It is definitely, to me, a mood relaxer. It's just easy fun and no yep. microtransactions. Buy more candy, buy more levels. Fuck all that shit. Yeah, right. Uh, what, a, what else you got, Killer? Oh, that's pretty much it. I mean, as I Aside said, from Call of Duty, what did you play on the Xbox, though? Um, what's the aircraft game? Not... Battle Stations Pacific no, no. or... No. Ace, Air, Ace Combat? No. Fuck, I can't think of the name of it. Heroes Over War? No, no, was, no, no, just basically flying planes, like combat. Um... Uh, Blazing, Blazing Angels? Nope. Come wow. We're putting him to the test. <laughs> I, don't, I know. I'm trying to think. Like, What else would it be? I'm just going to start making them up. Twin Eagles. Uh, <laughs> Monster Truck Airlines. It was another game that the controller got thrown. So, um, I'm not good there at was games. A game on, there was a game on the Xbox called Crimson Skies. No. Mm. I can't think of it. Doesn't matter. Uh, blo- bloated Helicarrier. <laughs> that was a good I have one. no idea. Damn, it's going to stump me. It's going to drive me crazy not knowing it. <laughs> Red tails. Blue, blue tails. Tailspin. <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah. Duck tails. Dude. I don't know. I have no uh, idea what you're I, talking about, Killer. I know. I can picture the game in my head. I just can't think of the name of it. Oh, nuts. 
Well, we just got uh, uh, for nostalgia factor. I got the kids the new TMNT game because it looked vaguely familiar from back when I used to play the crap out of it in the arcade. And uh, they're having a good time with that. I haven't actually played it myself yet, but it looks similar. It doesn't have quite the charm, but they have fun with it. The sound on it though is awful. I don't know what for they did, what, but uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, is it the arcade one? The Xbox 360, the the new new one from Nickelodeon. It's like twenty bucks. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. I know what you're talking about now. It's I've a fun time it, waster, but, but it uh, it it's very built very much like the original one. It uh-huh. was in the arcade, but um, it's I don't know. It's interesting. Well, if if they like that, um, I mean, you know what the Xbox Live Arcade is, right? Where you can go on their store and download like a trial or the full version of the game. Yeah, they actually well, sign re- back up again. Yeah, they actually read. They actually re, um, you know, HD hand drawn blah, blah blah that shit of that old that old school arcade game on there. Which is that game's great. I mean, if your kids are interested into that, man, they should check that out because that's amazing. I shoveled quarters into that thing until we beat it. And <laughs> no, my my daughter, she is huge into Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and it makes me so happy because when she was yeah. first born, everybody thought I was nuts because on her first birthday, I bought her. It was like a twelve or fourteen inch Donatello, and everybody's <laughs> like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "This is badass." And yeah. ever since they brought it back, that's like her favorite thing in the whole world that's is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And for me, that's like, that makes my heart nice and fuzzy because that was my yeah. thing, you know, ever since the comic first came out. I remember getting it when it was first in black and white. And mm-hmm. my chance, I met Kevin Eastman at one point uh, at one of the cons I went to. And so it's been a part of my life and now it's part of hers. And now we share that. So it's, it's badass. But yeah, I didn't know that was awesome. on there. I just signed back up to Xbox Live because... For some reason, we ended up getting that Plants vs. Zombies. Oh, uh, I love that game. War, the Warfare, my Garden uh, Warfare. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know anything about it. I just like, it was you know cheap and they wanted to pick it up. And I didn't realize it required Xbox Live or anything. I didn't even look at it. Yeah. And, and my son likes it. That sucks too. That game is so good, man. And, and it does suck because that game is like, there's one mode on there you can kind of play by yourself, but it's just, it's weak if you play by yourself. But, um, yeah, but yeah, it's it's a lot of fun, man. I'm I'm so obsessed with that game right now on the Xbox One. But but back to the turtle stuff. They've got I think two or three different um, Ninja Turtle games on the actual Xbox Live arcade stuff, and they're one of them's really good. The other one not so much. But that one of the the arcade machine one that you're thinking of, yeah, they went in there and read like freshened up the graphics, and they're all hand drawn, and it's it's super sweet, man. It was a good looking so, yeah. game back then. Indeed. That Between was. that and Narc. <laughs> Narc. <laughs> that ate, ate my quarters. Yeah, no shit. I can tell you the name of the game I was talking about before. Hawks. Okay. Hawks. Yeah, that game was badass, dude. I had to look uh, it up. <laughs> dude, Steven, I, why didn't you think of that? I, I don't know. Like, I, I just, I I'm, I brought up, I was getting ready to ask him because I brought up a thing on Metacritic of, of um, Xbox 360 flight games. And that one's not even mentioned here because that it's not considered a flight game. It's considered a, an arcade flight game because no. it's more like it's more you know silly. Oh, but that la game was so fucking good. La di da, it's not a flight game. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> I'm just calling you out because I'm trying to hide the fact that I couldn't think of Alex Lifeson's name. So, <laughs> yeah. Music's it's my thing, good. and I could. It's all good. Uh, anyway. All right. So, did you know that I got to tell Stephen this? Maybe he doesn't know this since he hasn't listened to the show yet. Did you know that in 
Australia, their money is called dollars and that their dollar one and two dollar increments are actually coins. They don't have paper money for those two increments. And if you go to an ATM, you have to get twenty dollars or more. Weird. Right? Twenty dollar yeah. minimum. Um you can get At twenty, our- forty, and then from then fifty or seven, you know. The ATMs only spit out the ATMs only spit out twenty dollar notes or fifty dollar notes. Maybe at the casino, if you go to the casino, you get hundred dollar notes. But the basic ATM where you go to, it's only twenty dollar notes or fifty dollar notes. Wait, who runs the casinos over there? Because over here, it's all Native American. So is it, is it like the Aboriginal people over there? No, no, no. It's um, big business. We've got one casino called Star City here in Sydney, and um, there's another one being built right now by um, James Packer, Kerry Packer's son. I don't know if you know who Kerry Packer was. He's dead nope. now. Hmm. But he, well, I know you know who Rupert Murdoch, Rupert Murdoch is. Yes. Kerry Packer was his rival in media. So he died many years ago, but um, James Packer's taken over the um, do business, and um, they own many casinos around the world. They own Crown Casino down in Melbourne. And uh, anyway, James Packer's building a new casino here in Australia. Well, in Australia, I mean in Sydney. And it's actually being built right now, but it's for high rollers. So, hmm. us, you know, smaller people, us scumbags, won't be allowed in it. It's for Aww. all the um, the whales that come from overseas. Whales, whales, you know, big spenders. Right? No, they come from whales. Yeah, whales <laughs> in England. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, we I have a casino. Holes. We're a big gambling country. I mean, you can walk into any pub or club here and go play the poker machines. You just call them slot machines, but you know, poker machines are rife everywhere. You can bet so, on horses every day of the week, bet on sports. Every We like gambling your money away here. I, I have to uh, bring this up since we talked about it pre-show, that I think for anybody who's listening, I think what we've decided on for Killa is we want to we make sure he learns one sentence in an American accent sometime before the show is done and over with someday down the road. <laughs> and I think what we came to the conclusion of earlier is that we want him to say, I can't do an American accent, but in an American accent. I think the, the uh, Alanis Morissette would be proud of that, how ironic that is. So I think we need to make that a thing and we need to start working on it here soon because I'm butchering your accent as it is. And um, yeah, so anyway, that, that, I just have to say that. Do an American accent. What was that? That was a very, very bad attempt. <laughs> Holy crap. That was terrible. Yeah, we're working <laughs> this on is it. going to be harder than I thought. <laughs> yeah. I do one accent. That's an Australian accent. That's it. I'm a dirty, dirty boy. All right. You want that again this week? I'm a dirty, dirty boy. It's so much better when you do it. Although, when Killer gets excited, it's really cool because when he gets excited, his voice jumps up like two or three octaves. Yes, it does. And he's like, oh my gosh, you get so excited. And I'm like, whoa, Killa, where'd you go? <laughs> Who's this imposter? <laughs> exactly. It's like Thriller Wilbur. If you can't tell, I try to keep the voice down to this octave. But yes, when I get really excited, I get talking like this. <laughs> he was even higher than that last week. Mm. <laughs> you got very excited about, I don't know what it was about even, but it was, it was pretty funny. Oh, I have a question. Okay. In Australia, I'm, I know McDonald's is worldwide. When I was in Korea, I went to McDonald's, and I was 14, so don't give me grief. Um, and they had alcohol, and they also had 
uh, Vichy Swads. They had like soups, like cold potato soup and stuff. Is there anything you've got over there at your McDonald's that they don't have over here? Yeah, it's called a McDoz. What's that? Um, it's only, it only comes out in limited editions, but they actually put beetroot on the burger because that's a a traditional Australian hamburger has beetroot on it. What is beetroot? Uh, that red vegetable. I don't know what you'd call it over there. Um, Sounds like what my penis is called after yeah. I'm done. <laughs> Beet- beetroot. <laughs> we had beetroot and pineapple to our burgers. Oh, my God. Look it up. Is look be- up. It be- so it's like, a, well, we have beets over here. Beets, They're kind it's of probably reddish, beet. purplish. Yes. Purplish. So you put beets yep. and pineapple on your hamburger? Yep. Most of the traditional hamburger, but at McDonald's, they only put beetroot on there. It's uh, it's probably just a normal quarter pounder. And no, we don't call them royal <laughs> with cheese here. We still call them quarter pounders, even though we have the metric system. But other than that, our McDonald's is pretty much the same menu you have over there. Except ours tastes a lot better, which I found tastes, out. Made it tastes of, better. Yeah, my a mate of mine was over in America last year and went to McDonald's and he said, it tastes like shit. He goes, it doesn't taste the best here, but... Our burgers are better. No, that's Hungry Jack's. I mean, Burger King. Our Hungry Jack's... Uh, our Burger King restaurants down here are called Hungry Jack's. Same menu as Burger King, but... Some bloke bought the um, rights to so Burger weird. King menu and um, called them Hungry Jack's instead. But only... Are your Outback Steakhouse, I mean, are they nearly as authentic as they are over here? No, I don't know. <laughs> There's one I pass on the way to work. I've been like... That oh. seems... I'm going to have to get Donna and me to go over there for dinner one day, and we'll see. That seems so dumb to me. Why would you open an Australian-themed restaurant in Australia? Yeah, no shit. We used to What's have, the point? We used to have restaurants called Lone, Lone Star Steakhouse. That's that's Yeah, that's a chain from here. Yes. That's the same people own Outback Steakhouse, own Lone Star. But so, that, that's like the dumbest marketing strategy yeah, ever. So I don't know if they have the same menu here. I'll have to go find out. They need to get like a chilies over there or something. We have chilies here, <laughs> but I don't know if the do? same chilies as use. But like we had ta- Taco Bell try to establish himself down here. That lasted probably five years before they closed it. Really? Mm-hmm. No one liked Taco Bell. So Good weird. for you, Australia. The first that's ta- the number one restaurant here in Rockford. Yeah. The first Taco Next Bell year. was right near where. My parents live where I was. Grew, I grew up. They had it as a solo store. It wasn't doing so well, so they converted between like KFC and Taco Bell, and then Taco Bell failed. So now it's just a KFC store. So, no, so, so so weird. But um, Mexican KFC food's survived. starting to kick off a bit down here. But they're more like um, individual restaurant like chains. Nothing that I know that comes from America. But yeah, Mexican food's starting to grow a bit down here but not taco bell well that's not really mexican food that's like horse meat yeah well it tastes like shit when i had it so. <laughs> Pretty much. that's what i'm saying yo oh yeah no shit i wanted to bring down wendy's and um what's the other burger joints in and out wouldn't mind them trying five guys is really good yeah maybe bring down some other convenience stores what's the one that freaking mike and eric always talk about from over the Wawa's? There. Wawa's, yeah. Start some oh, Wawa's down here. They need you. quick You're not trip getting here, man. We need to hear. Yeah. <laughs> like, quick like, trip. We, yeah. Quick trip's awesome. 
and I, I, I would love to have Wawa's here. Oh, and and uh, we need some sheets, also. Yeah, Something like a good muffin. Things. It's good stuff, man. Yeah, well, I wouldn't know anything about sheets except for friggin' John. That's all he talks about on Facebook. It's- Go on the sheets, getting these hot dogs. <laughs> I had it in Pennsylvania, so that's where I, I had sheets. I didn't have Wawa when I was there. It was all sheets. You didn't? Oh, man. You missed I, out. I didn't know Wawa's about it. fucking yeah. incredible. When I first met uh, Mike, that first trip I met him, I was with my friend mm-hmm. Dennis, and he's like, you got to go to Sheets and have a schmuffin. So we were at this house party. We walked down the streets and, and had a schmuffin at Sheets. But, I, yeah, I didn't even know Wawa wasn't existing. Damn, that's, oh, that sucks. Cause yeah, that place is oh, so good, dude. So good. Live and learn. Indeed. Indeed. <laughs> there it is, sort of. <laughs> Indeed. There we go. There it is. <laughs> Got to have your catchphrase. Well, I don't yeah, know. It's shit. even a catchphrase anymore. I don't know. But uh, I, still, I still say it all the time. <laughs> okay, all right. fair enough. You got some questions there, Joe? Maybe Alex Lifeson. What? Oh, yes. Some questions. Well, Q and A section. Video games. Um, okay, the, this is going to be the dumbest question in the world, and I'll, I'll ask something totally random here in a minute. But if you could be a video game character, any video game character ever. Who would you be? Um, damn, on the spot, on the spot. Um, top of my head, there's this game um, that I really love, really a lot, and it's called Enslaved Odyssey to the West, or I think, or something like that. I just know it as Enslaved, but uh, it's about this guy um, named Monkey and a chick named Trip, and he's on this quest to bring her back to her people. And he's kind of like he's kind of like a slave because he wears this thing around his neck, and he's got a protector at the same time. Um, I felt a real connection to them characters, and that's a game that I'll always remember. It's on the Xbox 360 and PS3, and uh, I would probably say Monkey, the guy that's protecting her. I love that game so much, and the writing and the characters and everything. I could picture he's a big, brooly, like bigger dude. I wish I had his muscles, but <laughs> <laughs> you know but what's yeah, funny. That- I feel like a total nerd. I have no idea what game you're talking about. I've yeah. never heard of it. It's 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 awesome, man. It's it's maybe this dude's name Ninja Theory, and they always uh, pay a lot of attention to their detail of of character and character relations. Uh, and especially for whatever reason, uh, red hair. They're like really big into red hair. So like the chick in that game has the similar hairstyle as another one of their games, and. Um, so like just I play the game man. if you like if you like like action adventure games it's kind of got like a platform element to it um, it's really simple go at your own pace but it just tells an amazing story and like this like post apocalyptic world and the game's like seven bucks at GameStop it's so cheap so like it's it's awesome man I love that game but yeah that was right. if I had to get if I had to just randomly throw one out there that was the first dude that came to mind what's it, the game called again just. Uh, enslaved it's like i think it's like odyssey or some quest to the west or something like that but I, I know that everyone knows about enslaved they never use like the whatever you call that subtitle or whatever like skyrim people don't yeah yeah it's, it's elder scrolls or whatever yeah yeah it, it's called uh enslaved odyssey to the west yep yep interesting <laughs> killa lara croft that way i can play with Ooh. my boobs what <laughs> dude it's so funny because you <laughs> i wish that you could play that new one man because they take that old game 
and the perviness of it, and they take it to a whole new level on that new one, man. And that game was so damn good. I'm actually replaying it right now on the PS4, and it, oh, if you if <laughs> if that little polygon of that, that that polygon of tittiness <laughs> was perfect to you before, dude. You have no idea on this new shit. <laughs> it's crazy. That was my uh, joke answer, but my, Snake Blitzkin, what is his name? Uh, S- Solid from, Snake. Uh, Solid Snake. Yeah. Yeah. I played that Big a boss. bit. Hell yes. Yeah. Probably that. Pretty cool dude. So yeah. You'd have a cardboard box for fun. Yep. To quote Mad Hatter. <laughs> Speaking of Mad Hatter, my one of my favorite nerdcore songs. <clears throat> All right. What about you, okay. Joe? Who would you be? You know what? I I hadn't put a whole lot of thought into this, but as we're talking about it and thinking about old school games, for whatever reason, this one just I can't get out of my mind. So I'm just going to run with it. I want to be the Bionic Commando. <laughs> the Hell only yes. reason, not, not just because I want to kick Hitler's ass, but because I want to like shoot a thing out of my arm and swing randomly. Cause I used to play that game after I beat it. I just would run around and swing off stuff to see where I could go. And I yeah. did that with all my games. I always am trying to find little hidden stuff. That was always more fun to me than the game, but I, I did. I had so much fun just swinging around and having a good time and shooting people that not, not saying that that's what I, what I want to do. Any federal <laughs> agents that are listening, but you know, <laughs> just being able to swing around with a mechanical arm and then beat Hitler, Hitler up. That'd be fun. Dude, I could totally get behind that. That, that is one of my favorite um, gaming, like in a gaming world accessories, I guess you would call it like a, a, a way to get around the map, I guess you would say. Yeah, that that was awesome, man. I used to play a game so much. I was shitty at it, but like I just loved that animation of just just using that grappling hook type claw thing. It was awesome. Oh, yeah. I had a fun time with that one. So we we should probably get on building you one of them. Because you could record that would that that would be awesome if you recorded a video for that. I'm sure you guys would get like shitloads of views off of that and listens. <laughs> real, <laughs> real life, real life Bionic Commando, Joel. <laughs> Just be a little bit like parkour, a little bit like you know. <laughs> and like, dude, grappling you- I'm telling you, dude. If you did that, like it'd be just like that hoverboard video that's going around right now. That's real viral. Have you seen that shit? No. I haven't seen you the got, video, but I've seen, seen the post. This? I've seen the post for it. I haven't actually stopped to watch the video. Yeah, but. like, dude, this video is fucking nuts, man. They, it, it's, oh, it looks so real, dude. So it looks so real, and like they claim that they have the hoverboard technology, and they have like Christopher Lloyd in the in it. They have Tony Hawk, um, Moby, a couple other random celebrities. Well, you know, nothing like, says <laughs> believability like Moby. Yeah, no shit, no shit. And it's just, it, it's just, it's a really weird viral video, man. And it's like, why did they spend so much time making this video? What are they trying to get out of it? Like, what kind of? And if you want my opinion, I think it's because they're gonna, they're gonna announce a reboot soon. But that's my opinion. Well, let's think about this though. Fede Alvarez, who made a, like a, I don't remember how long it was, like a ten-minute invasion movie where giant robots invade. Um, and destroy everything ended up because of that one little short movie was tapped by Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell to direct the evil dead remake. So there's, there's a reason there for sure. I mean, and Fede Alvarez is, he's got mad skills, but still there, there's a, there's definitely a reason. And again, I'm just going to go back. I'm going to say this again. Nothing says, you know, a good product spokesperson or believable reference point but moby you know if i have something i want people to really buy into <laughs> i'm gonna be like moby can you put your name behind this and he'll be like well is it vegetarian safe but yeah can i use it in a movie 
Yeah. Can I can I write about it on my album? Yeah. Dude, I'm behind it. You know. <laughs> it's Moby. Moby's a yeah. dick. <laughs> Moby dick. Oh. <laughs> Guess I'm so, not yeah. as good as the grenade jokes as you, Joel. <laughs> <laughs> he pulled the pen, but I haven't walked away yet because I don't think it's going to go off, bud. Sorry. <laughs> that was mean. I apologize. <laughs> that was not supposed to be come out that way. <laughs> oh. So sorry to sidetrack with the hoverboard nonsense. That's fun, <laughs> no, I haven't seen it. Now I'll have to go look it up. Okay, one more quick random question, and then we probably got to wrap it up because I know Steven's got plans. And this is a totally stupid question. That and I'm just halfway curious if this is something that is a thing in, in Australia too because it seems like you guys are taught trades over there. Yep. Did you, in high school or grades 1 through 12 or whatever they did there, did you take a typing class? No. That was for women. What? <laughs> what? Now I'm sounding like soldier's nest. Like, like literally? Like they only let women go in there? I don't know. I was just trying to be oh, funny. Okay. Oh, okay. And I, was like, <laughs> I went to a all-boys high school, so no. It was more metalwork woodwork that sort of stuff but yes i guess that was probably something up the road at the girls high school you had to go into a typing class or a cooking class i don't know never went to the girls high school yeah actually i got pretty good at it since i've had computers but no you go to a secretary (laughs) course maybe i don't know but that's the girls work wow (laughs) i'm a man i work with my hands i make coffee that's what i've heard Mm. <laughs> Love it. What about you, Stephen? Uh, yeah, I took a typing class. I kind of bounced around schools, so because my mom and dad were going through divorce and custody issues and all that shit, so went through a couple of schools. Uh, I think I took my first typing class, um, actually my freshman year, I think, and then I took like another one, kind of in my sophomore year, but I think I switched out of it or something i don't know i get this like really weird um style like i'm looking at my keyboard right now like how i how i type i kind of like um my left hand is you know where it's supposed to be on the board and then my right hand is kind of like cocked (laughs) cocked like to like the right i don't know it's really weird and like i just do like i don't know it's really weird i could type i could type pretty fast and efficiently but it's not that you know the traditional way they teach you whatever you know I'm trying to imagine. I'm trying to reenact it here, and I'm having a hard time. I yeah, gotta be careful. I don't want to injure myself. I got stuff to do yeah. later. <laughs> I got shit. plans with myself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> don't the bust hand. my friend. Yeah, yeah I don't. I don't want to make you handicapped, man, with my typing skills. <laughs> Dude, I got a heavy masturbation schedule. Um, it's Over full, time, son. <laughs> it is full with dropping the beat. Anyway, um. <laughs> I took typing class in high school for, I want to say it was only a year, and I very vividly remember it. Initially, when I was in there, I was thinking, man, this is kind of dumb. And then once I started, I'm like, wow, this is kind of hard. And then eventually, I kind of got okay at it. I'm like, all right, that's good to know. Move on. Kind of like the German class I took because the teacher was hot. You know, it's like, it doesn't really serve any purpose. Well, once I I got into the real world and I realized that, you know, you can't always make a living doing menial jobs or whatever. Yeah, the, the masturbation does not pay well. You you have to eventually get a job doing something, and, and nine times out of ten, it's probably going to involve typing in some format. So 
between that and eventually realizing that my hand cannot keep up with my mind when I write, I had to start using uh, some form of typing in order to be able to write stories and, and whatnot and eventually blogs and everything else that I do. So anymore, now that I've been working behind a desk or at a computer or with computers now for the better half of my life, I'm about 90 words a minute. And I am very glad that I took that typing class because otherwise I'd be cocked to the right and would have thought it was woman's work, I guess. <laughs> Dude, you can get so many chicks if they know you type 90 words a minute. They're like, man, that guy's got some serious ambidextrous manual strong fingers. If you've ever seen my fingers, they're long. They're long fingers. You're saying how your mind doesn't your mind goes quicker than you can type. That's my problem. I then you, when I'm trying to type a post on Facebook, or I've already thought of half of it before I can freaking type it out. That's why you see so many of my posts have missing words or double words, or you know, my mind goes quicker than I can type. And I'm not terrible at typing. I'm don't, I'm not the one finger type. You know, I can still type. You know, with three or four. You know. But we need to get you then uh, one of those typing programs that that'll get you to type faster because it's a skill you need. Yeah, well, I remember <laughs> back in the day when my first computer, the Vic Twenty, had a typing program that I tried to do, but I was never good at it. But since having computers late, you know, over the last ten years, I've gotten better at it and can type. But as I said, my mind thinks quicker than my fingers can type, so I end up um, missing words and. And because I'm not the best speller, so you got to type, and then you got to go back through and spell check. And uh. well, I mean, your your actual name is Killer Wilbur, and you just had a problem spelling. So. <laughs> <laughs> Wilbur, Wilbur, oh Wilbur! I cannot speak in an American accent. I cannot. No. <laughs> All right, let's. If I think up. about it, I can't do it. It's awesome. It's going to have to come where it just comes naturally to me. So. We'll oh, yeah. That. It's going to come naturally later. Oh, yeah. Well. <laughs> mm-hmm. Alrighty then. So, that pretty much what we've got for today. Any else, Joel? Another question? Or we let Stephen yep. go? I uh, just want to promo next week, tentatively, if a mic is in hand, we should have Sheena on. And if you're part of the podcasting community, you know who Sheena is. Yes, well, hopefully we get Sheena on, get our first female on the show. It's been too much of a a bro fest, fest. Um, fest. bro bag yeah. mountain, as I like to call it. <laughs> so, oh, damn, y'all are funny, man. Apart from our female voice that interests the show, we've had no females yet. But mm, let's get some females, mm, females. Wow, wow. So, um, Stephen. Let us know yeah, about your but, show. Let us know how, well, let the people know how to find you, your show, all the relevant information that goes along with knowing Big Steven. So we, the essence of myself. Yes. <laughs> it's messy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Indeed, you guys can, uh, all your listeners out there can find me at Double XP Podcast on iTunes, Stitcher. I'm currently trying to get it on the Windows Store. That's a pain in the ass. Um, they should have a better way. But anyway, that's my raging. But um, yeah, find us at, on any of them places. Find us on Facebook, Double XP Podcast. Um, we're currently in the middle of trying to get some like free codes for people for uh, these newer systems. And we're constantly, like, you know, like I said, involving our listeners. We want input and 
We do giveaways. We do top fives every week. Uh, we have another guest coming on on Wednesday when when we do our show. Um, and you can find me on Facebook as um, Stephen Jerome. I mean, I, I don't give a shit if people know my name. I'm I, I want to <laughs> be known. Fuck it. <laughs> I love attention. But uh, uh, you can find me on Twitter at, at Big Stephen. Uh, at the E's are replaced with threes, and the same as my Xbox Live Gamer tag. There's a space between the big and the Steven. And on PSN, you can find me at DWTC69. Yes, I know it's lame. I wish I could change it, but they don't allow it, sadly. Uh, but other than that, um, anyone want to hit me up, just, l- just let me know or get a hold of these two gentlemen, and they'll put you in, into contacts. Definitely. But, uh, but yeah, guys, I really want to I really want to thank you guys for having me on. I, I had a blast uh, You know, when, when Joel propositioned me. Sexually, I mean, uh, on yeah. Facebook to, to come on the show. I was like, man, that's so awesome because, um, you know, Joe, I've been I've been listening to you for a long time, man, and, and going back and forth between your shows and and um, you know stuff you went through in your life, dude. I'm really proud of how how you how you've handled it all and being there for your family, man, and your friends and listeners and stuff. And it, it's truly amazing, dude. For real. Stop. <laughs> I don't take compliments, but thank you. <laughs> Can you ride a bike yet, Joe? What? Can you ride a bike yet? (laughs) Damn it! Low blow. Uh, Like I, I, I'm, I'm serious, man. Like I have a lot of uh, respect for you and respect of of how you've you've helped shape shape this this craft that I that I take a a lot of um, pride in. You know, listening and and recording and shit, man. It's awesome. So. And Killa, you're a good dude too, man. I remember, uh, remember the first time hearing you call call into multiple shows and just being like, oh, so cool. Somebody from clear across the world takes their time to do this shit too. It's really awesome. Thanks, mate. No problem. He's our token and, Australian. I'm the token Australian. <laughs> he is the token. The, and, and and coffins. That's, that's, that's awesome. Yeah, mate. It is. It's like, like fuck. <laughs> yeah, so you, you, should send, you should send more Snapchats of that coffin shit. All right, mate. I'll make sure I will. How crazy is that? That a dude in Australia is Snapchatting a fucking fat nerd from Kansas. Like, <laughs> damn technology! Like, or even just recording this right now. Like, that's just, that's nuts. Like, where is it? Where it tells me right here on your thing. Yeah, it's twelve thirty-one p.m. in Sydney. Where yeah, you're at? That's right. No, on that's a so Sunday. Crazy. That's so fucking nuts. On Sunday. Yep. Sunday. Yeah. Sunday. Sunday. That's it. This is his church. In the future. That it is. <laughs> Podcasting has church. become my church. Now, can I confess? Yes. No. So where can they what find us, Killer? Or get in contact? Well, they can get in contact with us at our Gmail account, which is coffinjoecast at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, the Coffin Joe Cast. And uh, we still have no phone number, but that's fine. That'll come in the future, like where I am. Like me. And, um, yeah, well, you can find me on Facebook as Killer Wilbur or Graham Sharp or whatever you want to find me as. Uh, you want to promote any shows you're doing, Joe? Joe. I was going to call you Joe, which is not the right Damn thing. Damn it, Joel. don't do that. Freaking Izzy did that last week, I noticed. That's all right. Um, you can find me at my two other shows that I do full-time, the Sunshine Happy Pants Hour and 40 Going On 14 uh, with Mike, Pat, and Josh. You can find all those shows at Talk Show Stitcher Blueberry. 
uh, iTunes and other fine podcasting directories released weekly, just like this show, usually all at the same time, too, which is a lot of Joel in your face. Oh, in my face. <laughs> Gets yeah. really messy. Alrighty. Thank you for joining us, Big Steven. Um, Always, guys. Anytime. As I said, you're on the bench. We'll definitely have you back again in, uh, oh, we'll see, next rotation for, round. For sure. All right. Be prepared, because next time you're on, we're talking sports. Yes. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> uh, so when was that show going to be again? So I'll make sure that uh, well, my internet's yeah. off. <laughs> right. <laughs> so what music's taking us out tonight, Killer? We've got some cold chisel tonight. It's merry-go-round. Uh, one of my favorite Australian bands called Chisel. So good night, everybody, or good day, depending on what time it is for you. So thanks for joining us, and here's some cold chisel. <laughs>
I'm a dirty, dirty boy. Yes, you are. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.